dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, hey Sweet. Good, good deal. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to uh, the Girls Go Green. Yes. Um, I'm Julia. I'm Celia. And this is our podcast. Yep. And this is episode, I don't really know. Yeah. So here's the thing about this episode, guys. We are pre-recording. Yes, we are. Celia's got some big plans. I do. I've got big plans. And Julia also has big plans. Yep. But they're all separate plans. But we wanted to still get you guys some good content. So we are here. In the past, recording for you. The future. The future. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it's great. the norm, I guess. Yeah. But, I get, yeah, yeah. But it's like very past. So if there's any crazy things that we're missing, if there's another worldwide pandemic or the world ends, sorry that we're not including that in this podcast episode. We'll get caught up in July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we should probably just skip the whole, like, how were you going to this week? Yeah, I've I've got nothing. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be great. Yeah. I have big plans. Big plans. Big plans. Yeah. Well, I have a fun fact for us. Yeah. We're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Hit hit me with what you got. I know. (laughs) So I got this fun fact from Kariuma Green Tips. Ah. It's that page that I did, I think, a couple weeks ago. Okay. At I this point, remember. a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, the bamboo, the bamboo. The bamboo. <laughs> is the fastest growing plant in the world. Did you know that? The bamboo. Yeah, it's the fastest growing plant in the world. We know, obviously, that a lot of uh, sustainable companies are moving towards using mm-hmm. bamboo more yeah. than other types of wood. So... This is why. It can grow three feet every day. That's crazy. Which is a weed. Yeah. Basically. That's what bamboo is, pretty much. But it's a usable weed. It is. So, that's good. And it is capable of regenerating, which is also good. What what does that mean? Don't most plants regenerate? Okay. Yeah, but it, like, I think more than other plants do. Okay. I don't know. Cool. Because it's a weed. Yeah. It regenerates. Makes sense. Yeah. And it doesn't require pesticides to grow, also because it's a weed. Excuse the skateboarder outside, yeah, or whatever that it was. sounded fun. <laughs> they were carving. Is, is, oh, oh did, you, did you just identify that sound? <laughs> yeah, it sounded pretty cool. Rad. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real big skateboarder bro. No, I'm not. <laughs> And it is very low maintenance. Like, you don't need to water it every day, whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of will just do its thing and grow. So it makes it very easy to be able to use a lot of it. Easy is good. Does it have, does it prefer a specific climate? Well. Like it likes humidity and it based, won't thrive in the dry? Yeah, I would say so. Based, okay. And that's based off of no facts. Ah, this just... is, these are Julia facts. <laughs> Based on where I know it grows, mm-hmm. I would say that that's the case. It okay. needs like humidity. Yeah. It does grow in Seattle though. We have lots of bamboo. And but it's also kind of humid there. It is. I was going to say and Houston, which is also humid. Yeah. Fun fact about bamboo or fun little story. My parents, they 
bought this house down in Houston mm-hmm. and they went to go clean it up and in the backyard it was like a forest of bamboo oh and I wow I think it was my mom that went back there and just like what are those a machete oh and just whacked it all down dang did it <laughs> yeah. come back or did she do something they to... did they went down to the roots okay and like that's you know, a project you know, when my mom would always get so mad at me when I would help her out with yard work and mm-hmm. stuff because as a little kid, I didn't you know. just pick the leaves exactly. off. Exactly. You just pull the leaves off and, or you like try to get as much as you can, but you're a little kid, so you're not super strong. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you have to go all the way down to the root. Yeah. And it is very satisfying. It is. Especially you when you pull one, especially when you pull one that's got the granddaddy of yeah. roots and they come out and it's like and it's yep. the entire ground comes with it it's <laughs> kind of like, satisfying goodbye you're done <laughs> yeah so yeah that was a little tidbit cool that's my fun fact nice do you have a world update for us i do it might not be applicable in two months the world might be ending but it's still pretty applicable okay it's cool. i think it's it's one of those that'll be always be applicable cool. at least for we, the time we being love those. yeah so i found a new app that i haven't quite used yet but it's called i was looking at instagram and it popped up as a as a little suggestion check this out and it was just a Mm. a instagram reels kind of thing yeah and the person who was doing the video she was talking about checking out this app and what it could do and just kind of a general once over about the app but i was i thought to myself i'm gonna go and download it and take a look and see what it's all about yeah um but it's called Good On You, and it tells you how good a store is doing in regards to fair labor, positive environmental impact, and the animal rights. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I I checked it out. I They have a really neat About Us page that I'll go ahead and talk about here in a second. Yeah. But it I put in some of the brands that I shop at, mm-hmm. and it's, it's mostly clothing brands it okay. i think it, i would say it is all clothing brands yeah, that makes sense since they're also going into like ethical type mm-hmm. stuff and yeah that. yeah so it it talks i i put in walmart target nike lulu lululemon and like the big brands i know of off the top of my head it doesn't have a lot of smaller boutique stores yet. I think it's still right. very up and coming. That makes sense. They but, still need to gather that info. Yeah, but hopefully in the future, it will be a very big comprehensive list, list. of things. Cool. So they, with, in regards to fair labor, they look at the impact on workers across the supply chain, including policies and practices on child labor, forced labor, worker safety, freedom of association, which is the right to join a union, and the payment of a living wage. Okay. And they also consider a brand's supplier relationships and auditing practices when they take all of this into consideration, mm-hmm. whether or not it's fair, whether or not it's justifiable, stuff like that. And then for the planet, they consider each brand's resource use and disposal, energy use and carbon emissions, impacts on water, as well as chemical use and disposal. So those are all factors that we've talked about in regards to clothing production and whether or not companies are pumping dyes and chemicals back into waterways, whether or not that's damaging local, other local communities surrounding it, stuff like that. Other ecosystems, if it's, if it's harming animals, if it's harming the local floral, flora and fauna, stuff like that. Yeah. 
And then with animals, they identify the use of fur, angora, down feather, shearling, caracal, and exotic animal skin and hair. Okay. And they also consider wool, including mule sing and weather and how the brand uses leather. Cool. So a lot of these these animal byproducts are very popular in clothing usage. Right. I think less so with cheaper stores. You can't go down to your local Walmart and get Angora. Right. That that yeah. isn't a thing. But I think if you look at your higher fashion brands, is it ethical? Is how they're getting this material, is that ethical or is it are they getting it from fur farms? Are they yeah. Is it maiming animals? Things to take into consideration. Yeah. And so the app, at the end of their... They make a bunch of statements about this. And so if anyone wants to check it out, um, please have at it. There's so much more information. Yeah, it sounds like a great resource that's kind of up and coming. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. And they state that as thorough as they try to be in vetting brands, the most reliable information comes from fair trade, cradle to cradle, and the global organic textile standard. Okay. And so if you want a for sure know-how mm-hmm. on the products that you're buying look for those symbols okay. there's the fair trade symbol i haven't encountered the cradle to cradle symbol before yeah i don't know what if i know what that is mm-hmm. or the global organic textile standard but if it is marked if the products that you're buying are marked it will be clearly stated what they are cool um and there's yeah so if there, there's more information on the app if you want to dive deeper into how they rate their brands so Sweet. yeah yeah and, and then it's just an app you can have on your phone so yep, that if totally you're free. out shopping you can just check it out and mm-hmm. see if the store that you're thinking about going to is aligning with your values right yeah yeah and so they the brands are rated from one to five one being we avoid and five being great mm-hmm. based on the information that is made publicly available and other independent sources right so if a company chooses not to make their information public it might be rated lower on the scale, they don't have any information to go off of. Yeah, so so it really is beneficial for a com- for a company to have their information public, yeah. because the less information that is made public, it kind of goes to show that they might not be the most ethical. They in might be hiding areas. some things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is my world update in cool. the world of shopping. Yeah, I feel like you're right. That's always applicable. Yeah. For sure. Unless so, shopping has been canceled. So I, I've been listening back on this podcast that I started, but I usually I start podcasts from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but this one, I kind of, I started it exactly where they were at when I started. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but recently I've gone back just cause I was curious. They're kind of like a talk podcast show and I was curious how like they're, old episodes were and so I went back I started back in December of 2019 and so I was listening to their weekly episodes then and they were talking about like they were talking about new year's resolutions and stuff in 2019 and they're like 2020 is gonna be the year and it was just so crazy to like listen back on Mm -hmm. how hopeful they were yeah and just like and then I've listened through like kind of the progression of through the pandemic and how they've had to change like the way that they podcasted and also 
just changed their mindsets on what 2020 was going to be like. So maybe that's one of those situations here. We have no idea what... If 2020 taught us anything, (laughs) we have no idea where we'll be in June. (laughs) June could be the end. Yeah, it really could be. Well, I have... Do you have a topic for us? topic this week. Okay, jump right (laughs) in. So... I decided to talk this week about eco jobs. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. it was one of the polls that I did on our Instagram this this week that we are recording. Yeah. So those of you who are keeping tabs on our Instagram, that is where I got this suggestion from. People really wanted to know about eco jobs as well as eco policies. So I figured eco-policies, a lot could potentially change between now and the future. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. So I figured I would do one of, I would do that like in a timely manner. Yeah. But eco-jobs, not a ton is going to fluctuate, at least with the things that I'm talking about today. Right. So here's what we'll do. I'm just going to kind of give a general overview And then if you guys want to hear more information or more about one certain industry within EcoJobs, I'm happy. We're happy to go into that. But right now, I'm just going to kind of do an overview. Cool. Okay. I got um, all of my information from bestcolleges.com. It was kind of hard to find research on this just because when you search EcoJobs on Google job posts pop up Mm, (laughs) so a lot of like indeed stuff was popping up so i tried looking for like the eco jobs movement i tried those kind of search engines and there's a lot more out there but this website kind of had a good overview i thought of what i wanted to talk about so basically this is where we'll start um Eco-jobs don't necessarily depend on eco-policy, which in my mind, that's kind of, I feel like they're kind of one and the same. If there's eco-policy out there, it'll create eco-jobs, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but despite where the eco-policy is at in the country that you live in, um, eco-jobs still do remain one of the highest growing jobs and highest in demand jobs yeah that makes sense yeah so i think despite where things are I already said i'm repeating myself now but basically it doesn't really matter where policy is at it doesn't matter who the president is at the time there's still going to be a demand for those eco jobs and obviously you know if we have policies in place that are creating more eco jobs it creates more growth but there's still even without those, there are still industries that are focused in eco jobs. Yeah. So, so what is fueling this growth? It's the young people. And, I mean, we've talked about this in our podcast a lot, I feel like, or at least a decent amount, that it's kind of been our generation that is up and coming and really trying to focus energy on these important topics which is really cool to see I feel like I mean I feel like it's always young people with new ideas who create change yeah but I feel like there hasn't been so much change so quickly forced by the young people you know what I mean super side note yeah have you seen 
that video that is called Funda Millennial? No. Okay, I'll have to show it to you after okay. we record, but it's hilarious. <laughs> It's okay. kind of it's kind of along the same lines, but it's it's a big spoof kind of poking fun at millennials. Uh-huh. Basically talking about how millennials don't have enough money for rent and they don't have enough money for their avocado toast and for their their Fiji waters <laughs> and their Starbucks their trips. Starbucks trips. <laughs> so fun to millennial today. <laughs> and yes, okay, there we may we may poke fun at the yeah. avocado toast eaters of the world. But I'm an avocado toast eater. It's really funny. I've never, I've I've grown to enjoy avocado, but I don't really like it by itself on toast. I, it's my dream. It's just mushy on crusty. No, it's the best combination. No, that's what it is. It's mushy on crusty. Well, yes, but it's the best combination. Avocado doesn't even really taste like anything, and neither does toast. Well, I really like sourdough toast with avocado on top you still say sourdough weird okay <laughs> anyways sourdough anyways. um that's funny though the spoof yes i'll have to show it to you and yeah. maybe we'll i feel like maybe i have seen it my mom sends me things all the time talking about how us millennials need to stop complaining yeah but also there are other problems going on it's not just yes i will admit we probably, there probably are a lot of millennials who should kick a Starbucks habit or a spending habit, whatever. Anyways, people starting college and graduating college who want to use their skills and interests um, to make the world a better place. Those are the people who are kind of spurring the movement for these eco companies. Yeah. I, I was at a job fair um, right before I graduated and there was a company that I talked to and it was a sales company so I wasn't super into it but it was this company that had just recently been started like a couple years ago they're a solar company and it was started by these two guys who were probably only five years older than me like they weren't that old yeah but they had these experiences with sales and they they liked doing sales but they wanted to sell something that was going to be beneficial to the people that they were selling to to the people of the world in general and so they had this idea to do to start a sales team where they're selling solar um, electricity for just residential houses and it's it's people like that who are starting their own businesses, starting their own industries to make the world a better place. So that's kind of what cool. spur- what is spurring all of these demands for jobs in this uh, industry. So the other thing that really draws people to these kinds of jobs is that they offer fulfillment, job stability, and high social impact. I feel like that's a really big thing with our generation is feeling like we have kind of a purpose in this world mm-hmm. you know I feel like um, and this is a very broad kind of painting of this is a very oversimplification but I feel like in previous generations the idea of work has just been kind of a means to an end kind of and you go to work to get your paycheck so that you can feed your family so that 
you guys can go on vacations so that you can live basically but I feel like our generation has come up and seen jobs or work as a way to better the world that we live in and so a lot of people are really interested in going into um like medical care especially with covid right now i have a lot of friends who um have wanted to start studying nursing or you know medical things and i think that that's kind of just a mind shift that society has had in recent years you know we were raised in kind of the parenting style that you can be whatever you want to be and so we kind of have this mindset of if we can be whatever we want to be why not make a difference in this world which is really cool I like that and I mean obviously there might be some faults that I'm sure older generations would look at that and be like well you do need to make money still and yes that is the case but if we can do both why not do both right so Am I just spurting a lot of unpopular opinions today? Oh, we'll call it unpopular opinion. But I, I think that unpopular opinions sometimes are truths that may be hard to swallow, that are hard to swallow. Yeah. And that perhaps maybe it comes from a place of privilege, but also perhaps we need to reshape our thinking Yeah. a little bit that we do have options we do have opportunities maybe not maybe some have broader opportunities than others but there's always opportunities yeah and the thing is I'm obviously oversimplifying this overgeneralizing all of this and obviously not everyone's situation is going to allow them to pursue their dream career sometimes circumstances are out of your control and you just need to do what you need to do to get by and I'm not at all saying that that's a bad thing no but at all I I guess the point that I'm just trying to make is that our mentality is starting to shift more people are starting to view jobs as a way to impact society instead of impacting society which I mean I think that's still a big thing impacting society within your local community or whatever but I think that we're starting to realize that we, you can do it on a bigger scale if you're part of an organization that will provide that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and even on a smaller scale and outside of the world of environmentally friendly possibilities, I think that people are seizing opportunities to create small businesses. Mm-hmm. I have seen such a boom of small businesses and yeah. I know so many people so many close friends of mine who have started their own small businesses that have just taken off outside of COVID and during COVID as well. And I think that even though that may not necessarily be 100% focused on how can we change the environment, it's people who are seizing opportunities to create what they want. Right. And that isn't always a primary source of income for people because there are things that need to be paid for. Yeah. It's a lot of work to start your own business. It's a huge amount of work, but it is possible. It is absolutely possible. And sometimes it takes tweaking and going back to the drawing board and and re-looking at things and reshaping things to be able to fit the audience. Totally. But at the end of the day, I think that you can make an impact, whether that be for 
environmental purposes or not right you have the opportunity to make an impact yes i love that make your impact today make your impact today <laughs> please donate 10 cents a day <laughs> and ten, i feel like that was an advertisement <laughs> not an ad we we start playing that music in the background which one this the, the sarah mclaughlin yeah <laughs> i will remember you yeah is that the one that they play oh no the in the know. arms of an angel oh in yeah that always makes me cry. I'm like mid commercial crying at the TV. I know. For no reason. While they're showing sad puppies and kitties. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Donate yeah. 10 cents a month to change a life. Change your life. Change your life today. With good girls go green. <laughs> um, so speaking of mindset changes, I have a couple stats just to kind of show how things are shifting. So in 2019, there was a poll that showed that 57% of Americans consider climate change to be a threat to the U.S., which, I mean, obviously not 100%, not quite there, but compared to 2013, where only 40% of people believe this, it's definitely a jump. Yeah. So... Obviously, I mean, that's only six years, or it, it is six years and only 17% of a difference, but it's still a difference. That means that more people are believing in it, more people are probably acting on those feelings, um, and it's good news, I think. So, it's the, right, it's the right direction. I'd yeah. be worried if it was 30%, <laughs> if we were down 10% yep. in 10 years. <laughs> but we're going, we're going the right direction, guys. We've still got some dummies out there. Please believe in science. But science we, is real. <laughs> but we're going the right direction. So, the International Labor Organization reports that a greener economy could create 24 million jobs worldwide. Hey, yeah. that's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of jobs, and I feel like this is a big selling point that people are trying to get across. Because I think there's a lot of fear in moving towards a more eco-centered economy. Just because for so long, a lot of our economy has been based on fossil fuels, mm -hmm. the coal industry, and there's a lot of jobs that are at stake if we start to shut those industries down. But the good news is, is that, is, is what I just said, that a lot of jobs can be created through moving towards more eco alternatives yeah too so there's the good news guys there's a there's a silver lining there it is it's the little <laughs> the little poke of sunshine right through those dark storm clouds yeah it's just a matter of getting people on board yeah so and Which... it's change is always scary change is always hard to do but i believe in this i know i don't <laughs> think i really i don't think anyone's anti-environment yeah i don't think i mean maybe there are people are that out there that don't believe in the environment that would be silly because you live in an environment, <laughs> but, in an environment. but hey that's neither here nor there <laughs> if you do you yeah that's silly but you do you we don't we don't judge here i i will judge that if you are anti-environment i think that's ridiculous i think deep down 
in people's genuine heart of hearts. I don't think that people are anti-environment. Yeah. Men is like the 0.2% that are, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. I think that people just don't know where to start. And yeah. I think there's a lot of fear and a lot of unsurety. Mm-hmm. You're, you're stepping out into the dark there. And yeah. it's a complete change from where we've been. Yeah. And there might be somebody a mile away with a flashlight that you're like, okay, I can see a pin of light, mm-hmm. but you just got to walk. You yeah. got to walk. And that's ter- that is terrifying. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the purpose of us being here on this podcast and any other environmental how-to podcast out mm-hmm. there is to reach people and tell and kind of give them that that hope that buoy that hey things can change let's meet you where you at where you're at let's give you tools in your toolbox so that you can so that this goal is not scary and unattainable that we together as a community can achieve it because it is possible yeah we just have to put in the work yeah totally and not only put in the work but also make that step make that make that scary step Mm -hmm. of changing how society works yeah and that is scary i think it's scary because it, it's such a big goal yeah because we're so deeply rooted in habit right and in big commercial industries that manipulate us because it's a capitalistic economy and society and we bow to the hand of capitalism money of yeah. money we go where the money's at if there's no money we don't do it yeah and for so long the money has been in fossil fuels Mm -hmm. and and not just with fossil fuels but with literally everything else that's not pro-environment yeah yeah with plastic packaging Mm -hmm. with products that pollute the environment Mm -hmm. with fabrication of things with this is all very general but yeah. Look, I mean, look around us. Everything is so commercial and so capitalistic. Mm-hmm. To look at anything different is scary. Yeah. Well, and just, I mean, in general, change is hard. Going from going from middle school to high school, going from high school to college to yeah. to a new job. Any any step in life that you take is going to be scary. And this is on like the grandest of scales, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of different people with different needs with different opinions you know when you're going from one job to another the only person that you have to think about is yourself you might have to think about your if you have a spouse or like your kids what the best choice is for everybody there but that's such a small scale comparatively Mm -hmm. whereas we're looking at a big change on a huge scale where there's so many different needs and opinions and and it's hard to make that step. Here's a thought that might be an an unpopular opinion, but let's hear it. We love unpopular opinions. I love it. If we all fail together, we haven't failed because not everybody can fail. Does that make sense? It does, but I feel like that was what they were trying to say at the beginning of COVID, and that didn't really. Well, work. yeah, that, that, I mean that's true. That yeah, that's exactly right. But the they were thing like, is, yeah, everybody's business is going to go under. So that's so just kind of how it's going to go. So we can go under. Well, yes. But, every, but people do go under. But if we all jump from, 
And maybe I just need to talk this out to prove that I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but if we all switch from, if we're looking at jobs, for example, and we have a whole bunch of eco-friendly organizations that have opened up and need workers. Mm-hmm. And in a perfect world, there's an exact amount of workers that need jobs and an exact amount of workers who are working in big commercial industries. Right. And they suddenly all get hired on by these environmental corporations. Mm-hmm. Who fails? The bad guys. The bad guys. <laughs> and the bad guys. Okay. And that's okay. Bad guys can fail. Yeah. I feel like the one of the biggest arguments that I see when, when especially doing this research, was that it's not as simple as, you know, we, we say that a oil worker can just go move and work on a a solar field or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple because they're different industries. Even though they're still both accomplishing the same end goal of energy, there's different training that goes into right. it. And so that is one of the hurdle one of the big hurdles I feel like is that there's going to there's going to be a big need for retraining people. Yeah. Um and so that's just a matter of are we willing to make that jump and put in that time? I think we need to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, either we're not going to be be ready to do it or we're going to at some point have to be able to do mm-hmm. it. And we're kind of already hitting that marker of we need to be doing it right now. Yeah. So. Da, da, da. <laughs> this, is, this has become a very depressing episode, but we did not intend I told you, it to be. Pinprick of sunlight <laughs> just out in the distance. Yes. So that's kind of my general overview of what is, I guess, I don't know what the overview was, but basically the intro to eco jobs. Oh, great. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, I'm just going to wrap up with kind of listing the industries where jobs are available for like eco, eco jobs. So obviously alternative energy is probably the first one that comes to a lot of our minds with, um, hydroelectricity. <laughs> I said that really weird. Hy- <laughs> hydroelectricity. There we go. Um, and solar and wind en- energy industries. So, um, there is a lot of need in those industries. Obviously, they need people to install the equipment. They need technicians to design the equipment or ma- maintenance to keep those the technology maintained and working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and obviously, engineers to make sure that it's going to work properly the way that they intended to. There's also environmental science jobs for you scientists out there who are not dummies. No. Which does not mean that if you're not a scientist, you're a dummy, because I am not a scientist. And you're a dummy. I'm not a dummy. (laughs) (laughs) So in those kind of jobs, they study the environment and solutions to environmental problems. So these are super important jobs as well, because they tell us what is going wrong basically in the environment and what we can do to change it. Great. Very important. Yeah. And then they tell other people to do that. (laughs) Try to get it done at least. 
and then as long as people listen to the scientists which is tricky it because is tricky. in today's world nobody listens to scientists science doesn't exist nope just kidding we don't we don't really believe that guys <laughs> we're we're changing this podcast remarketing <laughs> why we don't believe in science <laughs> oh no <laughs> i veto that you can get kicked off the podcast <laughs> find a new co-host <laughs> And then sustainable agriculture jobs are also a big need out there, which focus on soil cultivation, harvesting, and plant and animal production um, for processing. So basically anything related to food, stuff like that, that's important. We're going to need a lot of that to figure out how to make it sustainable. We eat a lot of food. We do. We need food to live. So we need to figure out how to make it viable for us to use. And then last but not least, and obviously this is not a all-encompassing list. This is just a general overview. A brief summary, if you will. So um, the last one that I found was atmospheric and earth sciences. So that includes hydrology, geology, and ecology. Oh, the ologies. Ologies. It's like those books I'm not familiar with. It's like but. those books that you could get at the library that were super big uh-huh. of the dragonology and the wizardology and the fairyology. Oh, I don't think I ever read those. They were cool. That's cool. I was obsessed with them as a kid. Wow. Honestly. You must have been really cool. I was really cool. I wish I could have been your friend. You you do. <laughs> you do wish you could have you been could my have friend. You taught me all about dragonology. Well, here's the and thing. And then I would have been so much smarter. Now that we've derailed, here's the thing is the books were like big and kind of puffy because you could open the pictures and they'd have like little pullouts oh, and yeah, little like yeah. twist things those. and yeah. like the little envelopes and with notes left behind. Yeah, and they were the very coolest. cool. They were very, I love very that. cool. Nice. Well, you should have become a... A dragonologist? A geologist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the geology... Maybe, maybe I haven't seen a geology book quite like that. Mm, not as exciting. Those geology textbooks don't. Maybe... <laughs> maybe if they made science textbooks like that... I, I would, would be, be a, a scientist. scientist. <laughs> I would definitely be a scientist. Guys, we have a new proposition. Make science cool. <laughs> <laughs> Then people might listen to you. That's it. Here's the thing. Here's from my very, very outside opinion. Sometimes science is kind of dry. We don't want a 20-page report. Really what we want is a PowerPoint with cool slides and pictures. (laughs) Celia's looking at me. It all makes sense now. No, I'm just... I'm putting all the pieces together now. (laughs) It's all making sense. About me? Yes. Why? You like menus with pictures. Yes. Here's... I'm a very visual person. I do not listen to people very well. I do not read things very well. But I... My eye catches pictures very well. And... If we go out to eat and there aren't any pictures, the first thing she says is, oh, there's no pictures. It's the worst thing. Because then how am I supposed to know what is coming out to me you look at the tables around you and see if it looks good but no that doesn't work for me i mean i guess it kind of does sometimes but i want a picture to be able to see each menu item that's why like at places like red robin 
where they have a couple highlighted picture images. Mm -hmm. I usually end up getting one that's one on of the those. highlighted list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I refuse to get something Denny's. that I don't know what's going to have. Is that why you like Denny's? Yeah. Because the menu is all pictures? Yeah. It is. Like all of I I rarely Pretty order much the everything things is has pictures. Yeah. yeah. Except for the one thing that I order every time. Yeah. But like for fast food restaurants, they barely ever have pictures. No, -uh. so you go to the drive-thru, they've got it's nothing but pictures. I guess it's I was number thinking one of... hamburger, number two <laughs> different hamburger, number three I'm, bigger hamburger I'm than thinking, one and two. I'm thinking of our our very local hamburger shop up in Seattle called Dick's Burgers, oh. Oh. and it is very good. And they, really, they only have five items on their menu, so they don't really need pictures. I know what I'm getting. It's a lot like In-N-Out. In-N-Out doesn't have pictures either. Yeah. But I really wish... It's okay. Marketing it's improvement. Fine. You should write to them and say, excuse me, your company would be much better if you had pictures. No. They're great. I love them. Anybody <laughs> okay. in Seattle? If, if you live in Seattle and have not had digs... You should not live in Seattle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to pack up and move out. It's make, over. Make some room for the rest of us. <laughs> Noted. Um, well, that's all I've got for my topic now that we've talked about dinosaurology. <laughs> Dragonology? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Jeez. Sorry. I it's didn't okay, ever sorry. read those books. We should go to the library after this. You have to study after this. Oh, gosh dang it. Okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'll go to the but library. tomorrow we're going to the feed store. Oh, yeah. We're going to go look at chicks. Yeah. For future July listeners, <laughs> we went to go look at chicks. We went to go look at chicks. They're so cute. Stay tuned. We may have bought... No, we won't buy any chicks. I promise. How do you know? Because I will make sure of that. We will have nowhere to put them. Nope. They'll our be, they'll be sad back. chicks. Our roommate will come back from her long weekend and we'll be like, look, we bought chickens. Which... We said we were done buying plants, and we have, like, five more plants outside. I've not bought any plants. I know. The person who said we're not going to buy any more plants is the one. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Showing up with she more plants. She can't say anything if we come home with chicks. Yeah. Oh, well. But we won't do it, guys. We live in an apartment. We don't have any room for chicks. No, we don't. It's fine. Backyard chickens are not for us. No. Unfortunately. unfortunately. So, Celia, what do you got for us this week? So, my topic is actually going to be rather quick and concise. Cool. We like quick I, and concise. We do. I felt like it was a question that maybe a lot of people have. I know that I've had it because it's something that's been used very interchangeably, which is what is the difference between climate change and global warning? Yes. Global warming, not warning. Warning. Uh, warning it is warning. a warning. <laughs> alert, alert. The globe is warming. Yeah. So <laughs> These are important things to talk about. They though. are. And perhaps for some, you might be thinking, this is not as important to me as chickens you're right sorry this is our podcast <laughs> I, I am the we captain we get now. to decide what we talk about we make you guys think that you're deciding but no <laughs> but we decide yes so global warming refers to the long-term warming of the planet and this has been rising since the early 20th century with the industrial revolution and has risen most notably since the late 1970s okay. so most of the change has happened from 1970 to now, yeah. which is a lot. 
and alarming and alarming and we should have a warning we should have a warning (laughs) just like this great big alert that happens in the sky sky. all the planes start doing the the flying in the sky to put a note warning i was i was thinking like oh and like we're in a a simulation where it's like warning warning (laughs) access denied right across the sky and yeah imagine Oh man, imagine if they started doing that whenever you bought like plastic products or something. Warning, are you sure you want to Warning. buy this product? <laughs> like when you're at the you self checkout. When you're at the self checkout and it says, Are you sure you'd like to buy this item? Yeah, right, exactly. Or like when you when in the places where you have to put input how many bags that you're getting. Uh huh. And it's like warning, warning. This may end up around. <laughs> this may end up around a turtle's neck. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Except super side note again. I read recently, and I need to go back and fact check myself, but I read recently that it actually is more damaging to use paper bags. Interesting. Because they are, you can recycle them and compost them. Yeah. But it costs more energy to create a paper bag than huh. it does to create a plastic bag. And. It's paper that's still coming from trees. Mm-hmm. So really, don't use bags at all. Yeah, just use reusable bags. Yeah, that's really own. the solution. Chico bags. Chico Not bags. an ad, but if it was. Not an ad, but also Chico if you're out there. Sponsor us, because I love Chico bags. <laughs> oh, anyways, my love affair with Chico bags. We know, we know. So global warming is the increase in surface temperature over time. Mm-hmm. So that's it's kind of an umbrella. Think of it as an umbrella. Yeah. And underneath the umbrella, we have a lot of different things. And one of the things is climate change. Okay. So climate change includes the concept of global warming, but refers to broader changes that are Wait, happening. is it the other way around? I think it is the other way around. Okay, I just said that. I was, I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said that, I was thinking that. Yes. So climate change is the umbrella. Global warming is one of the it's things underneath. that happen. Okay. So climate Clear. change is the big thing that's happening Yeah. right now. We're in the middle of climate change. Right. Look at all of our past episodes. As reference. As references. <laughs> Credible sources. Yes. So climate change includes the concept of global warming, but refers to broader changes that are happening, including rising sea levels, shrinking mountain glaciers, accelerating ice melt, shifts in flower, and shifts in flower slash plant blooming times. So we've had episodes on many of those subjects. Yeah. So please go back and re-listen if you need some more info. Yeah. But... Underneath that big umbrella, we have global warming as cool. well, with its little neighbors, shrinking mountain glaciers, and shifts in flower slash plant oh, yes. blooming times. <laughs> little neighbors. Little neighbors. So Speaking of glaciers, do you want to yes. go to Glacier National Park this summer? I do. Okay. I have you ever do. been? No. Let's go. Okay. okay. I'll go see the shrinking glacier. Maybe I'll ask my dad if he has any old pictures from when we went to Glacier National Park back Ooh. when I was like 10 or something. Yeah. And then I'll take a picture. And that then we would, can be re-sad. That would be crazy. I'm going to do that. Do that. And then I'll post on the podcast or on the Instagram. Future plans, guys. Future plans. This this may be coming to you. By the time now. you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay tuned. So climate change is caused by burning fossil fuels such as coal, oil, and natural gas and releasing heat-trapping gases into the air, which are these greenhouse gases. More reasons for eco-jobs. Yep. <laughs> as well as agriculture, deforestation, and manufacturing, which results in large-scale shifts in weather patterns. Mm-hmm. 
So temperature rise worldwide has increased desert expansion, heat waves, wildfires, glacial retreat, sea ice loss, more intense storms, and weather extremes. Yeah. So when you think global warming, most people think, oh, it's getting hotter all the way around. But that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. Some places in Utah, it is got it has gotten hotter. California, things are burning down <laughs> yeah. as per the usual and have and have started to burn down more frequently right and long for longer periods during the summer right whereas in texas we had this winter we had that freak ice storm yeah that those blizzards blizzard. that, blew, yeah. that blew in yeah that's climate change yeah and i feel like it's an important difference to make because and a lot of people use these two words interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, it's okay to do that. Like, I don't, yeah. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. No, please don't become a stickler when someone says, <laughs> um, it's climate you mean, change. You mean, and you're like, actually, it means mean, global warming. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Right. right. Let, it, let it go. You don't need to, yeah, you don't need to correct it. As long as but... they know that something's happening, <laughs> let, it, let it go. Applaud. It's great. Just they, let it, let we're them getting there. <laughs> But I feel like where it does come into play, where it is really important, is when we're trying to, it sounds bad to say, like, trying to convince people, but, like, when we're, when we're trying to get good information out to people, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really important because, like, back in the day, I, I'm from Seattle, I talk about Seattle a lot because it's near and dear to my heart. Ah, yes. But Seattle is very much known for the rain basically rains from October all the way through May and then it stops around mid late May and then from June through August and mostly September we've got sun and that's kind of how the weather is but like in recent years we've had earlier and earlier springs we've had like starting in February, we have sunny days, which is unheard of. Yeah. Like, February, it do- it was never sunny. But more recently, it has been. And I feel like a lot of people's attitude, and obviously, obviously not everybody, but even my attitude when I was up there, I was like, this is great. G- global warming, like, come at us. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. I love that things are getting warmer and yeah. nicer and whatever in Seattle that it's not raining as much but so that I guess I'm trying to give an example of like the harm of calling it global warming because yes that is global warming but also it's climate change Mm -hmm. and just because just because it's getting warmer it's not necessarily a good thing it's still climate change yeah and I feel like I'm not putting my words into no, I know that you my mean. My thoughts into words I, very well. But. I got you because, like, look, going back to California versus Texas, mm-hmm. it's. I feel like it's very easy for people to put blinders on and say climate change isn't happening. Look at Texas, or global right. wa- global warming isn't happening. Look at Texas. Right. Texas just froze over this last winter. Yeah, and you're you're correct in saying global like the the definition of global warming as we understand it mm-hmm. right now that's correct right yes because the general understanding of global warming is the earth is getting warmer right and also even still overall even even with texas being frozen over for a month or whatever 
overall, the world is still way hotter. Like, it, it, is. it was 88 degrees yesterday in Utah, and it is mid-May. It's yep. the beginning of May. Yep. We're that about was to way too hot. in August. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying with, like, all of the different aspects of climate change, like, um... We are going into our our governor of Utah has put us in a drought warning mm-hmm. for the summer already. A big state back of in, emergency back in February, I think. Maybe I think maybe it was March. I think it was March. Yeah, yeah. March. The warning happened, which yeah. is crazy. So crazy, and that's just kind of in general the things that are starting to happen. Yeah. So, and unfortunately climate change overall results in the relocation or extinction of many species as they cannot survive in certain climates yeah and they have nowhere to turn and Mm -hmm. so they end up dying right and the human population also suffers from it because they become more prone to food insecurity wad wad water (laughs) scarcity flooding infectious disease extreme heat economic loss and a general displacement yeah so it's time to start worrying a little bit and make changes Yeah, because it's possible to make changes, but pretty soon it won't be possible anymore. Yeah. I feel like a big thing is it's hard. It's so hard. Like as a, as a consumer, I know how hard it is to see that there is a connection between like climate change and what you're doing in your day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to see that. And obviously there's bigger there's bigger things going on that have more of an impact. Yeah. But also your consumerism can either make or break, not break, but like can either help that impact or help that change or kind of continue to enable that. Yeah to continue absolutely and but it's so hard when you're at the mall or at the grocery store to be like i'm not gonna buy this because i don't want to contribute to the world getting warmer Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's so hard to make that connection but long term is all of these little things that are just adding up and adding up and adding up that are harming the environment Mm mm-hmm that was my little tangent. <laughs> well, that's all I have. So awesome. I think that's a great... Do your part. Yeah. Do your part. It's overwhelming. It is. And I think it's easy to say I'm not in control of most of climate change. Yeah. And you're not. But as we said before, people will go where money is. Yeah. And if you start to kind of shift little habits in your life that may seem small to you and may seem very insignificant on the scale of one to global warming. Mm -hmm. But as you start to shift, make those shifts and make those changes and you start to be an influence among your friends, family members, the people, acquaintances, the people that you just interact with at the grocery store or whatever, then pretty soon bigger changes will start to follow but it's those it's those small drops in the bucket that become that lead to bigger changes without that groundwork bigger corporations will never change yeah they they don't have a reason to yeah and i mean you your topic brings up a great point of verbiage can start to make an impact as well starting to talk about things as climate change instead of global warming can get people to look at things like what happened in texas 
in a different way. Mm-hmm. Not as, whoa, that's such a weird thing, but whoa, this is exactly what's happening with California burning down. It's just a different situation. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And I think it will really kind of start to open people's eyes up a little bit. So that's the hope. That's, yeah. And then we won't be dummies that don't believe in science. Don't be a dummy that doesn't believe in science. Yeah. Because that's silly. Super silly. Well, are we done? We're done. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again. If you guys are still enjoying these episodes, please download, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to Spotify, Google, anywhere you're on. And our Instagram page and Twitter, you can follow us at G underscore four podcast. We've got pictures and polls and questions, all, all kinds of things up there. Our Facebook page where Celia actually has been starting to be posting some cool articles and other cool, exciting things on Goodies. there. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Good Girls Go Green. You can email us at goodgirlsgogreenpodcast at gmail.com. And our website is goodgirlsgogreenpodcast.com. And we are, I am keeping that updated. So. I will make that promise right now. <laughs> and then our Patreon can be found at our link tree, which is in our bios of our Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you can go support us there, donate, get some goodies, get some other exciting exclusive content. Definitely check it out. It's so cool. Super great. And we will actually be recording a special little episode after we finish this recording yes we will head over to our patreon if you want to check that out thanks so much all right have a great day have a good one guys Bye. bye you're the dummy that don't believe in science written on your forehead always be denying you're the dummy that don't believe in science written on your forehead always be denying hey hey